Well, good morning and welcome. Uh, welcome if you're in here uh, in the church and uh, welcome to those uh, watching, listening online via Zoom. Good to have you uh, with us. Uh, just a few uh, notices uh, for you as we begin. Uh, for church members, we've got an important um, church meeting this Tuesday next door at 7.30 where we have an election uh, for a leader and also some a really important uh, financial report. So please make every effort to be there Tuesday at 7.30. Uh, Broadway, Broadway lights, um, we have the switching on of the new hall lights um, on the Christmas tree next Saturday from two till five. A good opportunity for witness, there's the school down there, choir, band, um, and lots of stalls. And you know, typically these days you get sort of four or 500 people coming out for that. So a really good opportunity for us as a church to witness to our faith in the community. We will have a, a stall there serving hot chocolates and we'll be giving out um, craft bags and doing crafts with the children who come to the stall. Um, Please come down and support um, the, the event. Please come and uh, just be there and talk to people and uh, give out flyers for the church, uh, for youth groups, for Christmas services. You can take part and uh, get involved uh, with that on the day. So that's any time from two o'clock uh, till five on Saturday down at the Broadway. Um, we have baptismal service for Joyce and uh, Aaliyah next Sunday. Um, really looking forward to that. And uh, we have uh, food available afterwards. I think we have 64 or so people signed up uh, for the food, but we need to know numbers so that um, Pete can go and uh, order it in at Costco. So if you would like to come for sandwiches and cake after the service next Sunday, please let Janine or Evelyn know and um, we will add you to, to the list and to the numbers and then Pete knows how much food he's buying in. Uh, but please do let us know about that. Today, by the way. Needs to be. Today. Does it, does yeah. it needs to be today? Sorry? Yeah, it's today because it's being ordered today. Oh, okay. It's yeah. today. <laughs> today. Thank you. <laughs> let, me, let me pray as we gather to worship today. Let's pray together. Father God, this is a happy day of celebration because Jesus, you have been raised from the dead and you are reigning from on high with the Father in heaven. And you have saved us. Jesus, you brought us into eternal life. You've forgiven our sins. You've adopted us as your children. And so, Lord, our hearts are bursting with joy and happiness. Lord, we can't wait to worship you. We can't wait to sing your praise. We can't wait to tell you, Lord, how great you are. Holy Spirit, would you come now and fill us, each one, release joy in us, release gifts of the Spirit in us. And Lord, I pray, Father, that you send your Spirit this morning in Jesus' name among us to release joy and praise and thanksgiving and celebration in this place. For we ask it in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. So we have uh, instruments. Um, we're going to make a joyful noise to the Lord, aren't we? Because we're in his presence. This is a place of joy, isn't it? Hey, hallelujah. So come and grab a, a tambourine, um, a flag, streamers, whatever you want to do. Move your body, beat an instrument. Let's, let's give ourselves to the Lord 
with joyful praise. Everyone's coming to praise. Let's stand together to sing. Everyone's coming to praise. Joining together to honor your name. Jesus is Lord, we will sing of everything. Everyone's coming to praise. Showing the world it is Jesus who reigns. He is the light and the way of everything. So lift up your voice to our God, for He reigns. God be glorified. God be glorified. Be Happy day, I'll never be the same. 
Sit down there. Fantastic job. Okay, uh, at the back of the the back of the room, you'll see there's a load of boxes uh, with Samaritan's Purse written on them, and uh, some shoe boxes up on the stage here. And Pauline is and the team have been working incredibly hard over the last few weeks putting all these together. And Pauline is going to come and encourage you this morning with an update on these boxes. Thank you, Paulie. Yeah, I'd just like to say the biggest thank you ever. We've just had so much response to the shoebox appeal this year. Um, a few of us pre-packed a lot of boxes and I've received sponsorship for 85 of those pre-filled boxes. And so far, I've lost count because shoe boxes have been coming in from every direction. We think Heathervale has produced about 160 boxes in total so far. That's not counting the ones here. 
that's either pre-filled or filled by members of HBC. And I, I just keep watching the videos on the Samaritan's Purse website. And I just, I just overflow every time I watch them because each one of these boxes is going to change a child's life. It'll be the one and only gift they get in a lifetime. They won't get another one next year, but this, this will stay with them for, for life. And a lot of the children will follow what's called the greatest journey. And <clears throat> if you're interested, there's a copy of the books in English and the children's handbook in Ukrainian out on the table. And you can see for yourself what the greatest journey involves. And many of these children come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior through a simple shoebox. Mm. So thank you very much. Um, some of the cartons, we hope, will be disappearing on Tuesday. Noel and Peter are going down to Tonbridge. <clears throat> so please pray for them. It involves the M25. <laughs> <laughs> Great fun. It's it's sometimes even worse than around the Byfleet area. We had a terrible job getting here this morning, turned into Camp Hill Road, got within 50 yards of the railway bridge, road closed. So it, was, so it really is mayhem, but <clears throat> I'm sure you've all experienced the M25. And so pre please pray that they will have a good trip there and back. So I'm, uh, Martin's going to pray for the yeah. children who receive our shoe boxes now. Sure. I'll go over here, Tony, if that's all right. <coughs> Let's pray. Lord, we, we just thank you for these shoe boxes here on the stage and for all the hundreds and hundreds of boxes back there at the back of the church. Lord, we pray your blessing on each box. And Lord, I pray that each child that opens a box would would feel and experience your love and your joy, Lord. And Father, you are a giving, generous God. There is joy between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that overflows in the gift of Jesus to us. And I pray, Lord, that as each child opens the box, their face would light up and they would feel the generous joy of God, the generosity of their Father in heaven. Lord, we pray for your blessing on the journey from here to Tunbridge and from Tunbridge uh, to wherever these boxes are going. Lord, we just pray that for your safe delivery. Lord, we pray that there will be no issues at checkpoints or cross-border controls, but the Lord, each of these boxes would get to a child. And Lord, we pray for the families that will receive the boxes and the books and the courses that they will go through. Lord, we pray that you would lead many children and their families to Jesus through the course that they do, through the books that they read. Father, would you work powerfully by your spirit, Lord, to, to lead people into the life that only Jesus can give. So, Father, thank you for all the effort and work that's gone into these boxes. Father, bless those who've worked, bless those who, who receive. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we take up the, uh, the offering, please? Thank you, Sally. Thanks, Sally. Let's pray for the offering. 
Lord, we thank you that you're a generous giving God who blessed us with the greatest gift you could ever give in your one and only son. Lord, because you're a generous God of grace, we gladly give you back this money in the plate as we give you our lives and our gifts and our skills and our time and our energy. Lord, bless all of these gifts, we pray, that others might come to know Jesus. And now, Lord, we pray for Sunday Emerge, for the young people and their leaders, for your blessing on them. Lord, open their hearts to receive what you have for them this morning. And Holy Spirit, may you be at work in and through the leaders, and may those listening and learning really grow in their faith. In Jesus' name, amen. So, uh, Sunday Emerge, time for you to, uh, to go. We're going to move now into a time of uh, worship singing and then we're going to have an open time of prayer and praise uh, in response so let's uh, let's stand together to worship jesus
You have no equal 
and thanksgiving to Jesus. So let's uh, express those now as the Spirit leads you. Please lead us. table of the Lord as we prepare to receive these gifts of grace. We ask Holy Spirit of God that you would feed us as we feed on bread and, and wine. Meet with us now we pray in Jesus name. Amen. I ask the service to uh, come forward. And, uh, Alison's going to lead us in a prayer of thanksgiving. Lord God, our, our hearts are just full of thankfulness yes. for what you've done for us. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we still marvel at the fact that you were willing to go to the cross for us. Thank you. You had the power to avoid it, but you chose not to yeah. for our sakes, yeah. to restore us, uh, restore our relationship with God the Father. Mm. And we thank you for the elements that we have before us. We thank you for that visual representation that you gave your body, you gave your blood for us. Yeah. Lord, I ask that uh, we would just come before this table in, in the right manner. Mm. 
We don't deserve it, but you lavished your love and your grace and you give your life for us. Mm. And we just thank you for yeah. that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Alison. We invite all who love and follow the Lord Jesus to take part in this communion. You don't need to be a member of this church to take communion. Just you need just simply need to be a member of God's family, which is to be a Christian. So please, uh, if, if, if you're not in a place where you would call yourself uh, a believer, a Christian, please reflect on what these elements mean. We think about the bread, we think about Jesus who said, I am the living bread which has come down from heaven. And we feed on him by faith. And as we consider the wine, we think about the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. So please don't be embarrassed to let the wine and the bread pass you by. If you're not in that place of following Jesus, just let it pass by. But do think about these simple symbols and what they mean. So we, we remember that Jesus took bread and after he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And we remember that after supper, Jesus took the cup and he said, this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for the forgiveness of sin. We will eat the bread as we receive it, but then with the cup, we will all drink together as a sign of our unity in the Lord. All glory to the King of Ages. All glory to the King of Kings. His name is love. His name is Jesus. Enthroned above in majesty into this world. You came to save us. You bore the cross. You took my sin. You shone your light into my darkness, unveiled the truth, this mystery. You are my God, you are my Savior, you are the rock on which I stand. Thank you, Jesus, that as we prepare to drink this cup, we remember your blood, which was shed to bring about a new covenant relationship between us and the Father, sealed by the Spirit in us. Thank you, Lord, that you loved us so much that you gave the gift of your Son, and you've adopted us through faith into your family, through the blood of Jesus, sealed by the Spirit within. Thank you, Father. Amen. You are the end of all my searching. You pour your grace 
drink this cup with thanksgiving. An opportunity now to pray for those who are uh, unwell at this time, pray for the persecuted church worldwide, pray for Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, Russia. Um, if, you're on, if you're online, please do feel free to unmute and share. If you're in here, uh, Adrian will come to you with the microphone. You know, the, the world seems to be unwell or sick. Mm. And I pray for each individual who, who is suffering in some form. Mm. Yeah. Um, to annoy, I don't think there's been a time, hardly at all in the last few weeks, where we haven't talked about what's going on in Gaza. Mm of children it's reported standing in hell on, on earth. Mm. And it's obvious that there isn't a man solution yes. to this, which is why we pray to you yes, Lord. to nullify this in every way. Yes, Lord. Uh, people here are looking at starving to death. Mm. The Egyptians do what, not want the exodus of mm. these mm. people. Yes. And, and we just need you to to, to step up. Mm. What's happening already, it's good that there has been some uh, positive stuff, but we, we just really need you, please, to act like mm. and, uh, and also perhaps give us ways in countries that are not affected in this way. Mm. Further ways to help, Lord, please. Mm. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes, Lord Jesus, we ask for wisdom in mm. this time of yeah. um, such great need in many places, Lord. And sometimes it can just feel like whatever we do, it's not enough. But mm. Lord, we just ask you to give us wisdom in how to pray. Yes. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to remind us to pray that mm. we would just pray as we travel, as we just go throughout our week, Lord, that you would remind us to pray for mm. the persecuted church and all of these wars, Lord. Yes. And I also ask you, Jesus, to show us um, effective ways we can help, God. We don't want to just 
you're running around with our own ideas, but we want to mm. really be inspired by you, Holy Spirit. And I thank yes. you, Holy Spirit, that you are already moving, that you are already inspiring us. And we just mm. pray for clearer and clearer vision on how to pray and, and what to pray and what to do. Mm. Well, Lord, we cannot do it without you. And we just humbly come to you and ask for help, Jesus. Mm. We need your help. Yes. We cannot do it without you, Lord. We just pray that you help us and lead us and guide us in every way. In Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. On the last day, they said the Lord took bread and wine and broke it. Mm. So we should do this in the remembrance of him. Mm. Lord, as we do this, Lord, we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. Any healing in our body, any sickness is in our body. Mm. Anything that we're going through, anything that we do not understand, we pray that let the Holy Spirit help us. We pray that let the Holy Spirit help us to grow in your knowledge and in your wisdom. Father, we thank you. We praise your holy name. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Please. Many of you may remember um, Sam Horner. Yes. Um, and at the moment, her husband Liam is in St. George's with major kidney failure. Um, they're all Christians. His family is Christians. Liam's family is Christians. He's a Christian. Sam is a Christian. Lord, mm. we just lift before you this whole situation. Yes, Lord. We bring Liam before you right now, Lord. He's been through so many. It, it's just come on from nowhere, Lord. And he's, he's having to have dialysis right now. Yes. Um, he's had major operations already. Um, his hemoglobin levels are low. He is, he's had to have so many blood transfusions right now. And so, Lord, we just lift before you that whole family. Yes. We lift Dave and Michelle before you and the rest of the family there. We lift Liam's family before you. Yes. Lord, they're praying in their separate churches today. Lord, just do a miracle Jesus. right now. Yes, Jesus. We ask in Jesus' name. Yes, Amen. Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Please, Lord. Lord, we remember those in our own fellowship who are uh, recovering and struggling with ill health. We remember Brian and Joan. Lord, we pray for a touch of healing, grace upon them today. And Lord, for Dorothy as she recovers from her latest um, accident. Lord, for Jan, for strength and patience and grace and compassion, and for your healing for Dorothy. Lord, thank you that we can bring all of these things, big and small, to you, Lord, at the throne of grace. Because Jesus, thank you that you've opened up a new and living way for us to cry out to you. And thank you, Jesus, that you empathize with us in our weaknesses because you became fully human as well as fully God. You sympathize, you understand what it is to be a human being. And thank you that, Jesus, you bring our intercessions to the Father in heaven. And thank you that right now, Jesus, you are intercessing for us to the Father in heaven. So hear our cries, hear our prayers, Lord, whether spoken out loud or in the quietness of our own hearts. Answer them, Lord, according to your pleasing and perfect will. And Lord God, as we turn now to read and look at your holy word together, we ask, Holy Spirit of God, that you would open up this word, which is a living word. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Challenge us, inspire us, teach us, and help us to obey your word, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we begin a new mini-series of four in John's prologue, which is his introduction in verses 1 to 18. We're going to look at this over 
four Sundays, but not next week because it's a baptism, but over four Sundays leading up to Christmas, we're going to be looking at a number of verses from uh, John's prologue. And we're looking today at John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Um, you may have heard of uh, the Talking Jesus uh, research project, but in April 2022, so it's only just over a year ago, an online survey was conducted among 4,000 adults in the UK, exploring what people think about life, God, Jesus Christ, and the church. This survey was sponsored by the Evangelical Alliance, Alpha, Hope Together, Kingsgate Community Church and the Louis Palau Association. And the results of the survey were summarized in a report called the Talking Jesus Research Report. One of the findings of the report was that people out there in society are asking key questions about life. Uh, these include, is there a purpose to life? What will make me happy? What should I do with my life? Will everything be okay? What happens when I die? These are the questions that people out there are asking about life. It's fascinating that when you read through John's gospel, John's gospel answers all of these questions that people are asking. Let me demonstrate that. The question, is there a purpose to life? John's gospel says, yes, the purpose of life is to know God and to have eternal life. That's fullness of joy in this life and life beyond this life. To the question, what will make me happy? Jesus says in John's gospel, I have come that you may have life, life in all its. What should I do with my life? Well, John's gospel tells us that our purpose is to love God and love others. A new commandment, said Jesus, I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Will everything be okay? Well, John's gospel answers that if we believe in Jesus, Jesus says, you will have trouble in the world, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So Jesus doesn't say you won't have any problems or troubles or trials. He says, take heart, I have overcome the world. To the question, what happens when I die? Jesus says that if we believe in him, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will never die. John's gospel is good news for the people out there. John's gospel answers every key question that people are asking about life. You have good news in your possession to share. It's good news, isn't it? Yeah. 
So this stuff in the Gospels is relevant to the questions people are asking. Should give you some confidence, shouldn't it? Okay. In this new mini-series, uh, we'll be looking at uh, John's introduction. Um, many scholars um, see the prologue, verse, verses 1 to 18, as the introduction to the whole book. So the themes that come in the whole of the book are contained in that section, verses 1 to 18. John unfolds them or unravels them as we go through the gospel. We will look over the four Sundays about how Jesus brings abundant life, joy, peace, meaning and purpose to those who believe in him. So I'm here to bring you good news. Is that okay? Good. I didn't think you'd say no, don't. So I want to look at three aspects of who Jesus is that bring abundant life. Not just life, life in all its fullness. John's gospel is, an, is a gospel of abundance. Everywhere you look in John's gospel, it's abundance. Jesus turns water, gallons and gallons of water, into the best vintage red wine. The miraculous catch of fish at the end of the gospel, too many fish to count and haul in the nets. Jesus says, I've come that you may have life in all its abundance. John is a gospel of abundance, joy. Uh, the reason I'm excited about John's gospel, I'm doing a dissertation on John's gospel. Joy, I'm looking at joy in John's gospel and fullness of joy in, in leaders. So I kind of get a little bit excited about this gospel. So forgive me if I uh, jump up and down and stuff. So three things, you won't be surprised. Jesus is the eternal word of God. Jesus is life and light. Jesus is the light who overcomes darkness. Three aspects of how Jesus brings abundant life. First, Jesus is the eternal word of God. Jesus uses a name, sorry, John uses a name for Jesus as the word, capital W. In the beginning was the word, capital W, it's a name. Why the word as a name? Well, in the Old Testament, the phrase, the word of God or the word of the Lord is used multiple times. For example, Psalm 33, verse 6, by, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made. This tells us that God spoke creation into being. Most of us don't have that kind of power, do we? Right? We see this in the book of Genesis. God speaks and things come into, into creation, right? God said, let there be light, and there was light. God's word comes to key individuals. For example, Abraham in Genesis 15, the word of the Lord, there it is again, came to Abraham in a vision. The Ten Commandments begin by saying, and God spoke all these words through Moses. God spoke his word to his people through the prophets like Samuel. 1 Samuel 8 verse 10, Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people. By calling Jesus the word, capital W, John is giving us a big clue, right? By giving him the title and name, the word, he's saying 
that Jesus always was and is and will be God's word to us. In the past, God spoke his words indirectly through the prophets, through people like Abraham, Moses, Samuel. But now in John's gospel, we have the very words of Jesus speaking to us directly. So when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, I am the light of the world, guess what? You're hearing God speak to you personally, directly. Not through a prophet, he's speaking to you. When Jesus speaks, things happen. When Jesus speaks to storms, the storms are stilled and the waves die down, right? Jesus spoke to a dead friend, Lazarus, who'd been in the, in the grave for four days. His body was rotting. Jesus spoke these words in John eleven forty three: Lazarus, come out. Lazarus came out of the tomb, still wrapped in his burial clothes, resurrected. John deliberately uses the phrase, in the beginning was the word, because he wants us to see the connection with Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to know that, do you? Any, any commentary will tell you that. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How did God create? He created by speaking creation into being. Genesis 1 verse 3. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Folks, who is speaking here? God? Who, who particularly? The word who is Jesus. We're getting it, right? In the beginning was the word, Jesus. Jesus was there at the beginning with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. God the Father created the heavens and the earth through the voice of his son, Jesus. John 1 verse 3. Through him, Jesus, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Jesus created the whole universe. So he couldn't have been created himself if he created the universe, could he? Logic. So next time a Jehovah's Witness knocks on the door and tells you that Jesus is not God, read out John's gospel. It says the word was God and was with God. There's no ambiguity. How clear could John have made it? Jesus was with God in the beginning. And John tells us that nothing was made without Jesus the word. Now, if nothing existed before Jesus, he couldn't have been created, right? Sheer logic. Genesis 1 tells us that all three persons of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were involved in creation. In the beginning, God the Father created everything through the words of Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit got involved. We're told in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, that the Spirit was hovering over the waters. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Brooding over the waters, bringing the chaos into a beautiful form. 
Genesis 1, 2, hovering over the waters. That means brooding like a mother hen with her chicks, bringing beauty, form to creation. God the Father created through Jesus the Son who spoke, let there be light, and then the Holy Spirit responded by bringing form to creation. All three, Father, Son, and Spirit were there at the beginning, bringing about creation. So Jesus was not created. He always was with God the Father. He has no beginning, no end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's eternal. Here we have the doctrine of the Trinity. God is three persons of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who, although separate, are perfectly one in substance, purpose, unity, and will. Uh, most illustrations just break down at this point, don't they? We've all seen the three-leaf the three leaf clover, three leaves, one clover, or ice, steam, water. To a certain extent, they're helpful, but they're not particularly helpful because none of these things are living beings, are they? Right? They break down. They, they're, they're inadequate as analogies, aren't they? You see, Father, Son, and Spirit are three persons. They're living beings, not material things. Uh, forgive me for this video illustration. Um, Carol, have we got this working? Yeah, we have. I found a, a three-person dance called the triangle dance. It's silly, it's daft, but I think it's a better analogy of the Trinity than some of the other ones. So just, just go with this, would you? <laughs> Is it not gonna go, Carol? No, okay, that's fine. Okay, you just have to bear, you'll have to, we'll leave that up there. Basically, um, look it up when you get home on YouTube. But these three are all linked together and they do this dance where they're all moving in different directions, but they all stay within one dance. It's, it's three persons who are separate and yet they are unified in one dance together. I think that's a better analogy than ice, steam, water or the three leaf clover or whatever else you want to come up with. So I think a three person dance where they're all connected and unified in what they're doing is, is a reasonable illustration. It's still not perfect, but it's, it's something. So all three persons of the Trinity have unique rules, but unique roles, but they all work in such unity that they're acting effectively as one person. It's one dance, three persons, right? Okay, good. Jesus was and is eternal. He didn't stop being the eternal God when he came to the earth as a baby. In the greatest miracle of all, what C.S. Lewis calls the grand miracle, the eternal God who spoke creation into being was born as a baby in an animal feeding trough. That's a miracle, isn't it? So God, the eternal son, added to his eternal godly nature, a human form was added to the eternal son of God. He left heaven, added this human flesh to his nature, and was contained in a baby. Wow. When you looked into the eyes of that baby, you looked into the eyes of the creator of the universe. Wow. Why did Jesus do this? Why did he leave heaven and come to earth? 
Well, we sung it earlier. Um, we couldn't get to heaven without you, so you just... Hi, I'm Lucy. I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Michael. No, we don't need the rest of it. You're, you're fine. <laughs> Jesus, we sung, Jesus, you brought heaven down. We can't get to heaven in our own strength, right? We, we're never, we can never be good enough to reach God. He is pure. He is holy. He is without sin. He, we cannot relate to God. There is, as the diagram shows, there's a chasm between us and God. There we are on the left-hand side. It says death and sinful humanity. You probably can't see that. And there is a, like a canyon between us and God. God on the right-hand side is holy and he is the source of eternal life. We can't get across the canyon. It's too wide. It's too deep. But you know, Jesus spread his arms on the cross and he hung there taking the punishment for our sin, which is death, on himself, absorbing all the darkness, the sin, the rebellion of humanity upon himself, and he became a bridge to enable us to go from death, from sin, across his cross into the life and fellowship and friendship of God. Isn't that amazing? But you know, to cross that bridge, you've got to do something. To cross that bridge from you to God, you've got to believe and trust in Jesus who died for you and was raised to life so that you can have life in all its fullness. You've got to trust and believe in Jesus. You've got to believe that he died for your sin so you could be forgiven. You've got to believe that he was raised to new life so that you can have life in all its fullness with God. That you can know the Father who is loving for eternity. Have you walked across the bridge yet of trusting in Jesus? You can't get there. You can't get to God on your own. You need Jesus. Why don't you make that commitment today? Some of you have been holding off, wrestling against this. Why? <laughs> the Holy Spirit is speaking to you saying, trust in Jesus. Walk across the bridge into God's arms. Why don't you find somebody who's a Christian, there's plenty of them, and ask them to pray with you at the end of the service for you to accept and believe in Jesus, who is the bridge to God for you. You see, Jesus was born into this world, not just so we can have a pretty little Christmas card, but to bridge the gap between us and God. There was no other way for us to reach heaven, so heaven came down to us. It's good news, isn't it? And Jesus brings us eternal life. And it's not just life beyond this life. It's not just life beyond death. It is relationship with God in this life. Do you know you were made for a relationship with God? That's why you were created. That's your purpose, to know God as your loving father, which is why you, you feel lost and disorientated and not at home until you find that relationship. It's what you were made for. You were made to know the joy, the peace, the happiness, the fulfillment of knowing God as your loving father. And we can enjoy 
that life right now, today, in the midst of a dark world. Doesn't mean the world isn't painful, but it also means that alongside the pain and the trouble, we have joy and fullness. Jesus is the eternal word of God who speaks to us. Gosh, I haven't got a Bible here. I remiss. He speaks to us through his Bible. Listen to John 6, 63. The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. So if you're a Christian, when you come to read God's word every day, and you ask the spirit to help you understand and apply it, you are getting eternal life from God as you read the word. Isn't that what that's saying? You have a powerful book in your hand. Use it to get life. The Holy Spirit brings life through the word of God. Um, the second two points are shorter, you'll be pleased to know. I know some of you are looking at the clock thinking he's only on number one. I, I'll, Sorry, I'll get, I'll get carried away. Number two, Jesus is light and life. Verse four, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. In Genesis 1, 3, the first thing created was light. Light is necessary for physical life on earth to flourish. And in a similar way, abundant life is only available in the person of Jesus. We need physical light um, to exist as a planet and as a people and as a living uh, organism. But Jesus doesn't just bring physical light through creation. He brings spiritual light so that we can enjoy abundant life. Human beings, we were not just created to exist. We were created to exist in the presence, the light of God, to know joy. Uh, on Monday morning last week, uh, we awoke. I don't know if you remember it, probably not. We woke to one of those dark, wet mornings that are typical of Monday mornings in November. Do you know the type? It felt like one of those dreary Monday mornings that you just kind of have to keep your head down and keep going through. Do you know what I mean? But something amazing happened. At 11 o'clock on Monday morning, the sun, do you remember the sun? <laughs> broke through and all the clouds disappeared and there was beautiful blue sky everywhere. And I remember I walked outside and you know what? The, I could see the colors of the leaves on the tree and it was beautiful. It wasn't grayscale, it was technicolor. And your heart just lifts, doesn't it? Because you think, oh Lord, look at the beautiful reds, yellows, even green still, brown on the trees. Look at the blue sky. The world is full of color and joy. You know, that's the way that God designed us to enjoy him and his creation. He doesn't want us in grayscale, right? He wants us to be lifted into joy, into knowing him and the beauty of his world and the beauty of knowing him, right? Darkness in John's gospel is a metaphor for a life without God. Um, Apart from uh, uh, Wookiee holes, which I'm sure you've been in, the caves, I've only experienced total darkness once on a trip to Kenya with George, actually. There was no electric light in the bedroom. And when, when it's dark in Kenya, it's really dark. It really, in the, in the jungle, it's dark. I couldn't find my phone to use the torch. 
There was no bedside light and I was in an unfamiliar room and I, I needed the bathroom, all right, for want of a... <laughs> I, you don't need that detail, but I'm giving it to you anyway. Uh, and I was groping around in the dark, trying to find the light. I felt disorientated and lost. Do you know, many ex people today in this world feel lost and are groping around in the darkness without God, the light, right? No meaning, no purpose, just fumbling around in the dark. And what a dark world we live in at the moment. Intense darkness, threats to world security, the wars of Israel, Palestine and Ukraine, Russia. We have good news. Life and light are to be found only through Jesus, who is the light of the world. We have good news. Third and lastly, Jesus is the light who overcomes the darkness. Verse five, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. Wow, hallelujah. However dark this world gets, the darkness will never overcome Jesus, the light of the world. Whew. Sigh of relief. I can rest secure in God. Not complacently. I don't get off my knees in prayer but I can rest and pray trusting in God. There's a day coming when Jesus returns at the very end of the age when darkness will be banished from a new creation. John tells us in Revelation 22 that when Jesus returns to renew the heavens and the earth, verse five, there will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light. For those who trust in Jesus in this life, you will enter into a new heaven and a new earth with no more pain, no more injustice, no more oppression, no more sin, no more evil, no more darkness. Hallelujah. We continue though to live with some darkness, don't we? But Jesus offers to everyone his light, which overcomes the darkness. Listen to verse nine. The true light, which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. That's Jesus. He's come and his presence and light will never be banished and overcome in this dark world. Hallelujah. We will still face dark days when we struggle with challenges and pain and grief. Doesn't go away. But you know, the light of Jesus is always with us. He protects us from the darkness. His rod and the staff, his staff comfort us through the dark valley. He gives us joy, he gives us life, he gives us peace, he gives us his presence. It only takes a very, very tiny light in the corner of a large room for the darkness to be overcome. Jesus overcomes your darkness. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus says of us, his followers, Matthew 5, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Do you know what your role and my role is? To shine with the light of Christ in this dark world. To bring life, joy, good news. 
to a world in darkness, to people who suffer the pain of darkness, of depression, anxiety, despondency, brokenness. We're to bring the life and light and joy of Christ. Let's pray that our words and our loving actions would bring light to people in this dark world, even tomorrow morning or Monday morning. <laughs> Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you've said you are the light of the world. Jesus, would you fill us with your light through your spirit? Lord Jesus, that we might shine for you in word and in actions that we might share the good news of your life and light with friends, neighbors, work colleagues, family members. Jesus, so fill us now through your spirit that your joy would overflow from us to those that we come into contact with today and Monday and the rest of the week. For in Jesus' name, we ask it. Amen. Uh, we're gonna sing a classic song from the 80s. Uh, shine, Jesus shine. Let's uh, stand and lift the roof off with this one, yeah? Lord, the light of your love is shining in the midst of the dark. Is shining, Jesus
thank you, Jesus. If you'd like to give your life to Jesus, speak to somebody after the service, I'd be very happy to pray with you or find a friend nearby to pray with you to cross that bridge into the, the presence of, of God and relationship with him. Um, some of you may be struggling with dark circumstances, with difficulties in family life, so, um, just struggling with, with life. Um, please do remain in here. Um, there are a prayer team who would love to pray with you um, for you to experience the light of God's presence in your darkness. So uh, for the rest of you, please do make your way through uh, next door. The blessing of Aaron on uh, the people of God. Number six, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Amen.